0: It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Gilda Radner.
1: We watched this episode of The Muppets, and this is absolutely my favorite episode of The Muppets. So,
0: without further ado, let's just get things let's started. Let's get
1: it. Let's get things started on The Muppet Show tonight.
0: We watched the- Emily
1: Nutella... Latella, not Nutella. Emily Latella. We
0: watched episode three hundred four of The Muppet Show, the Gilda Radner episode, originally airing in the United States so on wait. December fourteenth, nineteen
1: seventy-eight. So okay, so they were on season four of SNL.
0: Yes, so SNL is truly at its at the height, the height of itself, the
1: height of it, of, of its of the, the, 70s, the early yes. Yeah.
0: So our cold open guest star Gilda Radner playing her
1: the original Emily not Litt- ready for time prime time player. Sorry,
0: playing Emily Latella. I like fucked over it, and I said Emily, I think.
1: I said Emily Nutella, so Emily <sighs> N- Emily Latella. Never mind.
0: Cold open guest star Gilda Radner playing Emily Latella, complains about having to perform on the Muffin Show. <laughs> like this, like already. Gilda, I love this already. Gilda I bits. It.
1: I fucking love this immediately. Cool, Keep hearing
0: about me doing the muffin show. So, I mean, what kind of a show is
1: it about muffins? Why, the next thing you know, they'll have me doing a show with rye bread or little tiny lovely biscuits. Why, I can't do a show like that. Excuse it's outrageous. Me, ex- I excuse can't me, ma'am. What, what, ma'am?
0: It's not the muffin show. It's the Muppet show.
1: Oh, that's very different.
0: Never mind. I, the other day in my shop, I came across a comic book that I've been looking for for quite some time. And I only need to show this to you right now because of the cover. So this is an issue of Marvel Team-Up Spider-Man 19, from, what is this? from 1978, issue 74. Spider-Man meets the Not Ready for Primetime Players...
1: Do you have two of these? No, not yet. Okay, please. When
0: I get it, I will give it please, to
1: you. Please, I will. But pay. if you look but on the bottom right, I'll pay you the thirty-five cents.
0: <laughs> if you look on the bottom right, there, Gilda is playing Emily Litella. Oh yeah. look
1: at her. Look She's at her. She's
0: one of the few cast members dressed as there's one of their ja- characters. There's Jane. I that little Lorraine, Lorraine? makes me laugh so Garrett? much.
1: Bill, the one that you don't like.
0: Dan Aykroyd. <laughs>
1: And John Belushi as the samurai. But
0: I thought that this was just such a fun cover. It's so stupid. This issue is like.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, so but dumb. if you find that again, you have to. Oh,
0: this has been my white whale. So when yeah. when like the collection came in, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I went, oh my
1: god, that's a fucking amazing. And the guy was
0: like, what's up? I'm like, I've been looking for this issue for a long time, and I'm like, it's How? not worth any money.
1: How? Yeah, but who cares? It's worth something. It's to just you. like,
0: yeah. I'm like, he's like, oh really? Is it like? And I looked it up. I'm like, no, it's worth like three dollars. But it's you know. I love collecting SNL bullshit, so I had to have. It.
1: I have to show you that I was at. Okay, first of all, I got invited to the CEO, my CEO's um, house for dinner, mm-hmm. but only because the head of R and D was in town for my team. Okay, so I got invited as like an yeah, add-on. The whole, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So this guy is like kind of famous. His name is Tom Zaki. He started Terracycle. He's out of Princeton. He's amazing. So he has this. Beautiful home in Hopeville, Hopewell, Hopewell, New Jersey, okay. right? Off of River Road on the Delaware River. And this guy is like probably uber rich, whatever. Yeah. But he lives like he practices what he preaches. So that's cool. He I went to his house and this is going to come around again, but. hmm. It was the most inspiring thing for me. Everything in his yard is completely upcycled. He built, like, all these sheds, all these things out of windows that he found, Uh and then I got invited inside his house. It's filled with beautiful art, like, and it's not a pretentious-ass, like, gigantic mansion. Yeah. It's like a a nice big house. It's absolutely beautiful and custom-made inside Mm -hmm. for, like, him and his family and stuff like that. The house outside, he has a bar that he made outside of a, the front of a 1950s car. Beautiful condition. Okay. And he put like a bar table on top. Of uh-huh. It. Anyway, so I'm like in his house and I'm like, oh my God, this. And he's like, oh, we just get all this stuff at like flea markets. He was like, actually, you know a good one. There's one in Hopewell right up the road. It's called the Golden Nugget. It's like uh-huh. the best flea market in New Jersey that I've been to.
0: I've heard of it. I have. I have not been there.
1: Doug, I'm not kidding. It was the best fucking flea market ever. Yeah. So I was there and, you know, I'm moving. I'm getting my own house or whatever. I bought Mm. a house and I found this little refrigerator.
0: Oh, my God. That's so neat. Isn't this so
1: cool? it's a wolverine little refrigerator they wanted to sell me the whole kids place that it's metal uh-huh. but i have you know what i have in there right now it's well, on my bedside table i have my game boy uh, i have my camera yeah, this' it's like a little it. storage thing for that's me. that's so cool i love this yeah and it's like i because I, once he told me i had to go to this flea market I was yeah like, of course i love first of all i love a flea market yeah. and now that i'm not like in this industry where it's like spend 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 newest keep, fanciest like yeah. whatever i'm like back to kind of like Myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Yeah, but you like, feel so
0: much more comfortable. I feel
1: so much more comfortable and then being around somebody who is really wealthy mm-hmm. and like still doesn't live like a like a schmuck. Yeah. He's like upcycling, making things, like not being wasteful just because he has yeah. like money. Yeah. He's like he, it was just like super inspirational for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm talking about this. I because Flea why did Flea Market come up? I don't know. I don't know, but my oh, you know what? It didn't. It didn't. That's from the seventies. It's an early seventies uh-huh. toy. Your, your it's a late sixties toy. toy. Anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. I just gotcha. wanted to tell Doug something and now everybody gets to hear about it. So. <laughs> That's a really cool thing.
0: So after Emily Latella, we then go to the Muppet Show theme, Gonzo reveals that he's that he always gets butterflies before the show. And the giant butterfly tells him, Not this time, and Gonzo gets hit with a club.
1: Oh my god. So funny.
0: At Gonzo's little horn bit, red smoke comes out of the horn and <gasps> the then he smoke hiccups monster, a second red lost. clown. a I just said clown instead of cloud. Cloud. He hicked up. He hicked up. (laughs) It's not helping. I'm not helping. I'm
1: going to call you Joe Biden. Oh, no. (laughs) Sleepy Joe.
0: Sleepy Joe. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so our first bit this episode is hilarious and bizarre. And I want to know how you know this song, if you know this song. So Eskimo pigs sing the lullaby of Broadway. They are joined by a walrus, a penguin, a bear, and a chicken to sing the song.
1: No, I didn't know this song, but I was like, "They're singing about Broadway, the Eskimo of Broadway." I thought this was so funny.
0: You've never heard this song before? It,
1: was it like a? Is it from like a? a what musical is it from?
0: It, okay, I'm looking here. It's from Forty Second Street. Yeah. It's in Forty Second Street. It's not necessarily from that, but I remember this song as a little kid because, yeah. as we've talked, we live in North in Central New Jersey. Our proximity to the city Did is you
1: almost say we live. I there? almost said we North don't live Jersey. In
0: I know, but so. We live within such a proximity 40 to the away. city that we get advertisements for Broadway musicals all the time. Yeah. And I remember hearing this song all the time in commercials for 42nd Street. I don't know. I didn't know like any of the verses. This song is kind of funny, too.
1: This song is really funny. It's so funny that you mentioned that Broadway and being advertised. The other day, I had... Um, I, Cause I sing to my cats. I'm like obsessed uh-huh. with the cats, and I was singing. Oh, was there ever such uh-huh. a cat a magical oh, like, Mr. Mustard? Have fulries. you ever seen cats? Yes, and oh, I you showed. Have? Okay. And I showed. Um, I showed Alex, um, my girlfriend's uh, 13-year-old son, uh-huh. like. The 90s commercial for Cats on That's Broadway's. how I know the
0: song from Cats from the commercial from the it's 90s. it's a
1: terrifying commercial. The
0: music is so haunting. It's uh, like that. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. And then between that and then the cats singing and just like under a stark spotlight oh, yeah. and everything. Everything is very creepy. Oh my about god.
1: That. It was so creepy. And Alex was like, I don't ever want to see this again. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: And you know what like a nightmare that face paint and everything to oh my me god is. So, You know, like, and then when I think that about cats. Not good.
1: I can't help but think about the nanny and Mr. Sheffield, uh, Oh, he hates Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He Weber. hates Andrew Lloyd <laughs> like, How do you get the nanny
0: from, from Cats. Cats? Oh, it, that's oh like, because
1: it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber. And the thing about Cats is, like, it was, like... It probably made so much money on Broadway, but, like, real theater buffs are, like... They poo-poo shows like that. Oh, it's, absolutely. Like, it's a show for kids. I mean, it's, it's like... It's
0: kind of like how modern-day... We have um, Martin Scorsese. He's shitting on, like, Marvel movies because they're, like, so big budget and they're, like, popcorn schlock. And it's, like, dude, like, if those movies didn't exist, those theaters would be closed when you want to play, like... You need these things. Like, who
1: is Martin Scorsese, my girlfriend Lisa? Same thing. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's what it's for. It's just an action movie. Yes. It's just pure entertainment.
0: It, just because it's theater doesn't mean that it has to be, like, theater. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. there's...
1: That's like saying art has to be not modern, modern art or, or whatever it is. Yes. Like, there's all kinds of art out there. It's a
0: medium. It's not a one precise thing.
1: There's no gatekeep on creative expression. Yeah. And I There feel certainly like, shouldn't be. And I feel like that has stunted me in a lot of ways, like in my journey, because I just felt like, well, I'm not creative because I'm not creative in this way. That in other this people exact, are. Yeah, yeah, in this exact that, box. Like, you need to be to be like mm-hmm. this way. But it's like, it turns out there's a whole lot of different ways yeah. to be creative in the world. Yeah. And it's like, long as you can think strategically and different than a computer can, you're safe. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, AI is taking your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Elon Musk says, we can't hold a candle to AI. Humans won't be able to hold a candle to AI.
0: I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. This seems Nobody like listened. a scene in a movie Nobody where listened. the robots are gonna <laughs> fucking take over, and you're freaking me
1: out. Oh my God, there's like I... a video on TikTok of him on Joe Rogan show. Oh, uh... I know. I know fucking joe rogan is like the is like the the face of like everybody who's just like my brother
0: it's like if toxic masculinity needed a mascot that's it a mascot
1: a mascot
0: right
1: i love that i
0: love that (laughs) gilda radner comes backstage to thank kermit for the chance to perform an operetta and to ask if he was able to get the seven foot talking parrot to join her for the number
1: My seven-foot-tall talking parrot. A a seven-foot-tall talking parrot? Right, I wrote you in the letter. Yeah, well, well, I got your letter, but I couldn't quite read your handwriting. Uh, Parrot. What'd you think I asked for? Well, I, I, I wasn't really sure, but I thought it was a... Never mind. Must I share my dressing room with the other vegetables?
0: Instead of a giant parrot... She comes face to face with a seven foot tall talking carrot.
1: I love that all these actors who are on the show had to fly to England to be on the show.
0: I thought about that this episode, too. Well, I don't know why. I it's just such like... a weird world where it's like, you know, you call up whoever and you're like, hey, what are you doing the week of blah, blah, yeah. blah? We want fly you to be, to be on England. the Muppet show. Yeah, they're
1: not filming
0: SNL. Yeah, Fly out for a week to film a Muppet show. What a cool experience that mm-hmm. must be. You know? And he
1: must have – think about this. Jim had to have met Gilda when he did Absolutely. season one.
0: I thought about that today, too. Like, oh, this is so cool to see – like, we listened to Jim's to the Jim Henson book mm-hmm. by Brian J. Jones. I guess take a drink if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're drinking along at home. But <laughs> in that, they talk about what a bad experience it was for kind of everybody yeah. that having Muppets on SNL – and to see this relationship that must have been great because of the way they play off of one another. How Gilda? Gilda. with the Muppets is so good. Seamless. It's like... Seenless. I want her to be a regular performer on The Muppet Show. She- I want them to just hire her as a sketch performer and she's just going to be on The Muppet Show now instead.
1: It's too bad that her movie career wasn't more about her with puppets or uh-huh. puppets or something. Because yeah. Because she's so good with them.
0: Uh, she's so good in this episode, Megan. Like, I...
1: Okay, this next bit that we're talking about with this giant carrot is fucking hilarious.
0: It's so dumb,
1: and and the carrot. I love the carrot. The carrot the snooty is... snobby carrot. I the fucking carrot loved him. Has
0: his? He's like a giant tube, and then he comes down he to no two arms. like weird, but he has like two weird legs. Yeah, like I've seen carrots that look like that. You know, with mm-hmm. like where they kind of like grow out like really oh, yeah. gross and weird. So Gilda performs po- the Policeman's song and poor wandering one as they make attempts. At a rather difficult, I am the very model of a modern major general. They are backed by a group of singing vegetables. This carrot, also with his little weird ass mustache and everything, he's so funny.
1: And he's so snarky.
0: I need to see, let's see, who do you think plays the seven foot tall talking carrot? I don't know. Peter Friedman plays the carrot. I don't know who that is, I don't think.
1: He's British. He sounded British, unless he did a British accent.
0: He had <laughs> he had previously played the back end of Mr. Snuffleupagus.
1: Oh, Snuffleupagus! So he was an imaginary.
0: <laughs> He's been in a couple episodes this season so far. He was in the Leo Sayer episode. He was in the Roy Clark episode as one of the singing firemen. So it seems as though he plays kind of extra characters for us.
1: All right, that's not that's not bad. But I liked him a lot as the carrot. This is a this is definitely a breakout role for him. That. Yeah, it
0: was really really great. So funny. I'm looking at a full body shot of this carrot. He's absolutely bizarre looking. Jesus. Okay. So after the carrot, we then come to a Muppet melodrama. The dreaded Uncle Deadly has Miss Piggy perched on a. This is fucking hilarious.
1: With Wayne. With Wayne. Why isn't Wanda around? It's Wayne. Why
0: does Wayne? Why are we expected to have Wayne? First of all, there was so
1: much going on here, and the fact that we saw their feet. But did you know that this was like a very like homoerotic. Back and forth between the two of them, like I recognize those shoes. Oh. Never mind, just get me out of here. Say, I know those boots. Huh? Weren't you a flamenco dancer in Kansas City? Why, yes, I was. Harry's boom boom room. You've caught my act.
0: Huh. Uh, I never could figure out how you did that passe double thing, though. Ah,
1: quite simple, my boy. Quite simple. Oh, I don't was like even. A I... Really, like this had a lot of gay undertones. Uh huh.
0: I, didn't, I don't lot. remember even hearing that. That's hilarious.
1: It was great. So I, Wayne lo- I actually love this because I love anytime you see their feet, the puppet feet, and then mm-hmm. Miss Piggy hanging there from the rocks. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of like um, this.
1: Wayne is Skeeter's voice. Like in in
0: episode, without like pulling the curtains back, there's a lot of things that you get to see in this episode. About how they make the show oh, and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like you're saying, like seeing the feet and stuff. And then later on, when Gilda performs on that stage, her tap number, oh. you can see the floorboards where they must lift them up so performers yeah. can go underneath and stuff. It was really, really neat oh my God, to see so that kind of thing. Oh my God,
1: great. Oh my God, Gilda, I love Backstage, her. Backstage,
0: Uncle Deadly and Wayne continue their flamenco practice.
1: Yeah.
0: Deadly tells Wayne, you're getting it, you're getting it. The furious and disheveled Miss Piggy races back to announce, you both don't get it and she hits deadly and then kicks Wayne. I like Uncle Deadly. I'm glad to see him back. He's a very weird character and I love the relationship that him and Piggy have in the future in future Muppet projects.
1: Oh, I don't really know much about it. I have to definitely see is he like her fag hag basically. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, she's Basically. like his fag hag. I mean, yeah. Yeah. F- yeah. Fag hog.
0: He um he does her makeup. Yeah. He yeah. is a costumer for her in like the Muppet I love it. show from 2015. Uh, I think 2015. this is the beginning of
1: like his homosexuality being like, it, this is very gay undertone. There's a lot of like code, like, uh-huh. I don't know like the technical terms for it, but in gay history, there's like well, a lot of code I'm and curious there's, to see there's a who lot of like him. coding happening in this episode. Where he, where Wayne calls like recognizes Mr. I mean Doctor M- Uncle du- Uncle Dudley Uncle Dudley Mr. Dudley <laughs> Uncle Dudley I saw him call him Dudley all the time uh-huh. I don't know why and he basically is like I recognize you from a gay. Club.
0: Well, do you want to know who plays Wayne? Is Richard Hunt. Yeah, who is gay. So, that's a very funny thing too, to have an out gay man playing a character that, you know for all intents and purposes, Wayne maybe is an out gay man. And not, you know, at this point, it's not necessarily known on the show or whatever. But
1: but he has the, uh, I forget what you call that the cravat on his neck the scarf. Oh, he wears like a
0: oh yeah, here, he's wearing like a weird like a, uh, what the hell is that called? Like Fred from Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah. But anyway, it was it was really coded and I and I thought it was very fun and funny uh-huh. and I liked it. I enjoyed it.
0: So next up we have Marvin Skuggs and his Muppa okay. phone.
1: Frank Oz, obviously. But he was doing Piggy's voice until he started singing, then he changed his voice. Did he you changed that? His,
0: he changed his voice to Fozzie.
1: Yeah, yeah was he was weird. doing Piggy, it,
0: and then it, like, devolves into Fozzy. It's very weird. It was
1: weird. I, think I thought it like, was
0: kind of bad, honestly. Yeah, I felt like so, he was over...
1: Not that his puppetry movements... No. And, first of all, the song, The Witch Doctor, and they were yes. going, ooh-ee, wah-ah. Oh, my God, I love this. The Tell song is if- then
0: interrupted by a witch doctor who's mad at Marvin for telling his story and turns Marvin into a Muppaphone.
1: This holds the... This is, like... Definitely much better than the Chipmunks' Witch Doctor, which is what I always
0: hundred times better. But I
1: think I always think of the Witch Doctor from the Chipmunks because they probably used to sell like a cassette.
0: I know that I definitely had one. Yeah. With that. And remember and like, remember
1: those commercials, like besides the like Who Can Say whether? Yeah. The, pure the, Moods. Pure Moods. But they used to have one probably for like the chipmunks too. For like just like dumb yeah. kids' songs oh, yeah. that
0: probably drive your parents insane.
1: Before and we're talking pre kids, pop.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. This is like kids songs. Yeah. Not songs made to be for kids or yeah, whatever. This, this is, is like,
1: like legit. It like, would
0: have like Camp Granada on it probably <laughs> or like you know those like stupid stupid songs like uh flying purple people leader oh yeah ricky ticky
1: tabby teeny
0: weeny bikini oh, yeah. whatever you know bikini all that stupid shit so i was excited to see the Muppaphone phone come back too because i don't think we've seen that since like season one it was
1: hard to find parking with the one i could only park. parking <laughs> when, when they like roll so in cute. And he turns him into, the witch doctor turns him into a Muppet head, which I thought was great because this is definitely like Tim Burton. Again, Tim Burton stole this for Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah.
1: Another thing Tim Burton, I think. Yeah,
0: because, well, we've even, here, we've even, well, we haven't gotten to it yet, but Tim Burton, we know from listening to the book yeah. again, appears in the end of the Muppet movie, which yeah. we'll get to at the end of this season. I think he was As one inspired. of the performers.
1: Be, I think he was inspired by I the would
0: Muppets. not be surprised to hear that he was inspired by a lot of what the Muppets do today. I'm
1: inspired by Jim Henson every day.
0: Right? The next thing was a fine bit, but we wouldn't have had to worry about it anyway. The UK spot, the pigs sing The Bird on Nellie's Hat.
1: First of all, Nellie. Very British name.
0: Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really did like about this, if I had to say something nice, is... How awkward it is when you can I could see like a black arm. Oh holding yeah, holding the bird. The bird, you know? yeah. And I'm like, what a weird thing to have. I
1: thought I liked how Miss Piggy was dressed in this too. Yes, I have to say I liked her costuming.
0: I liked any time that Miss Piggy looked up at the bird. Also,
1: like, like yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I thought the song was kind of funny too, because she uh-huh. like was like, I'm not giving back any of this stuff, and he's like, not even the engagement ring, and she's like, okay, and, <laughs> and she's she like, like, trying to take it yeah. off. Like, I guess I'll give you that back.
0: I also thought it was kind of cool the way they were framed in, like, a portrait. It reminded me of the old Family Feud.
1: I really liked it. Do you
0: remember when the Family Feuds would start and they're like, we have the Patterson family. Yeah. (laughs) And they'd be, like, sitting on a couch or something. And then he would say, like, come on down or whatever. And then they would stop pretending to be posed in a portrait and come down to the panel.
1: It's very cool. I liked it a lot.
0: Megan, this is when the episode really catches its stride. Muppet Labs, Gilda joins Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker... To help with the demonstration, Honeydew places a small drop of Muppet Lab super adhesive upon Gilda's forehead.
1: She treats these people like they're real people. Like she's unbelievable with them. Nobody she, acts like gilda should have been in the muppet movie like i'm sorry
0: she's so natural too meg she treats it like i said i would be in this bit with you but i didn't didn't say guinea pig yeah i'm not trying to never said guinea pig get fucked up i need you to
1: put all the gilda voice clips you can in this episode this
0: episode will be riddled with it don't worry when especially this clip right here
1: come on in (laughs) here (laughs) now we're ready to begin uh, listen, Dr. Honeydew, you, you said assistant. I never heard you say the word guinea pig. Uh, just put your head down here so Uncle Bunny can work on you. Well, you see, I don't mind assisting, but I'm not crazy about the idea of guinea pigging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Blink. There.
0: When Bunsen says to Gilda, <laughs> come on, come to Uncle Honey. Yeah. Put your head down. I have lost my mind when he calls himself Uncle Honey. Uh,
1: I know. <laughs> and then I, what else I thought was hilarious about this is that Beaker was cracking up hysterically <laughs> that he didn't have to be the guinea pig. Glue,
0: I shall stick this rope to Gilda's forehead, and then Beaker and I shall haul on the rope. Thus, lifting Miss Radner bodily off the floor. No, 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 no!
1: no. Wait, a, wait! A minute. No, that's okay, Gilda. Pooh, that's all right. Now, Beaker, I hope you're feeling fit. That's good. Okay. Oh. That he was the assistant. Oh, that he didn't have to do it.
0: This whole episode, man. This was
1: great. And then later, when the. You will get to that later. So but. then, Beaker
0: and Gilda get stuck mm-hmm. to a piece of exercise equipment, and Bunsen well, gets stuck to his nose. Squirts
1: notes. the tube everywhere. She squirts it all over, and like <laughs> they must,
0: they put like a piece of glass over this the camera because she squirts it all over the screen. Oh too. yeah, she squirts it all over the place. So basically, everyone will be stuck together. Shortly. She,
1: you can tell she's so comfortable on a stage. She's so comfortable working yes. with these puppets. It's and then it's not even live.
0: No, exactly. And she's so
1: comfortable.
0: And bringing it, giving one hundred. But you know 10. that
1: Lauren would put her out on stage when, like, there was any like sort of technical difficulties and they had trouble and they didn't, they couldn't start the show to, right like, away. Just go. So she would just question the read questions at the audience or like just read questions and things like that. Well, and just go out there because nobody can hold a crowd like Gilda.
0: And you know, Megan, they don't go on because they're ready. They go on because it's eleven thirty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs>
0: So backstage, Kermit is speaking to Mr. Scribbler on the phone. As Gilda returns, he asks in behalf of Mr. Scribbler what the secret to her success is.
1: You should read Gilda's book. It's really good.
0: I think I should. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. Kermit answers for her, telling Scribbler, I guess you could say that she just stuck with it. Kermit ends up getting stuck to the phone, literally. Literally. He also gets stuck to Piggy.
1: Oh, Piggy gets his her arm stuck around him.
0: So last episode I talked about like a bit happening and then like me finding myself a little bit bored. And then the second that I like decided to pick up my phone, like the scene got better. And this is the scene. Rolf the dog and Zoot play body and soul. And then Rolf is like playing the piano and he goes my fingers are stuck to the keys. Yeah, I know. And then Zoots are. <laughs> and he realizes his mouth is stuck to the saxophone, but he talks like through the saxophone in such a way. And then they move on. And they just move on. I
1: love that I, too. I thought that was great. Because I
0: literally was like, I can't watch. I love Rolf. I do. Yeah. I just can't watch him play fucking piano. Yeah. Like I can't do When I
1: think that. about him in a diaper, like in Muppet Babies, it's kind of weird, right? Isn't he like a dog with a diaper on him, Muppet Babies?
0: Yeah. I guess they all have diapers. They ba- all da- wear diapers. Di-
1: di- can we call them diapers? Are you looking for this book?
0: Yeah, I think I really do have it. So then we go to our Muppets news Flash. The newsman tries to report on the rogue adhesive, saying it's under control, only to reveal that he's stuck to his chair.
1: <laughs> Megan,
0: this brings me to what we're going to have to start as a segment.
1: Here's a Muppet news Flash.
0: We haven't been talking about Muppet News lately. And there has been some Muppet news.
1: There's a new Muppet.
0: Last month, they announced that there will be a new Muppet series about the Electric Mayhem on Disney Plus, starring Lily Singh.
1: Woo! Wait, Lily Singh is married to Macaulay Culkin. Is that the same? Is that is that?
0: Is Lily Singh? I thought maybe.
1: Oh no, not her. Who did you think? I'm getting people confused. Um, I'm trying to think. She's she, uh, Macaulay Coken is married to, or is like not? Maybe they're not married, but they're having babies together. They're together. Um.
0: No, okay, he is Brenda Song. Brenda Song. Lily Singh, okay, Brenda song, we got there, sing yeah, song.
1: We gotta sing Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
0: yeah, no, he is with someone, and they just recently had a kid. So the series titled Muppets Mayhem will follow the band as they try to record- I love that it's record... Mayhem. Right? I love that it's about the electric mayhem. Mm-hmm. It feels very weird. So it will follow the band as they try to record their first ever album. Lily Singh will star as Nora, the Human Junior A&R executive Aww. tasked with managing the mayhem. The band consists of Doctor. Um, we know who's in the Electric Mayhem, but uh, it's also very funny that it's about them recording their first album fifty years too late.
1: I love that, <laughs> and you know, I saw a video on, of course, on TikTok. Somebody on going, TikTok. It, it was, it was of Janice's face, and somebody going, who would have known back then that this, this face would have started like a whole trend? Because you see the <sighs> girls with like those big ass eyelashes and uh-huh. the duck lips, yeah. And those eyelashes look like caterpillars. To they strive really to look
0: like Janice is, yeah. it is a bold choice.
1: It is a bold choice.
0: And like, have you noticed, I, we haven't really had a chance to see it, but Janice also has a like a huge uvula. It's oh, like yeah. frightening when she opens her mouth wide and you're like, damn, like why, <laughs> damn, uvula. why does this muppet have a uvula? <laughs> so Kermit and Piggy are stuck on each other. While Piggy hopes they'll be stuck like this forever, Kermit worries that he won't be able to support her for that long. I hate him. This next thing, though, I what a piece of shit. Yeah. First of all, fuck Kermit. But
1: we get it; she's a pig. She's heavy. Oh my god! Ha, meanwhile, ha, ha.
0: as the band rushes on stage, Floyd points out that Gonzo's eyes are glued to the television. Oh yeah, this is hilarious. And he turns, and he literally He's has his literally face stuck glued. to a yeah. TV. <laughs> so Gilda performs "Tap Your Troubles Away." First
1: of all, this is so good. This so is her really tapping too. Good, so good. I love Gilda. She
0: performs Tap Your Troubles Away with the Muppet Orchestra while stuck to Beaker. Beaker, and she then moves him from like one no, curtain. And she just flip him to She's the other side. She's literally
1: flinging Beaker from side to side. She gradually
0: gets stuck to more and more pieces of the set. I
1: love this.
0: But this is so cool. When I was watching it and they do and like a really good wide shot. And she kept her hand on her head
1: the whole time. Her hand on her head. The whole time. The whole rest of the show. Her, Gilda other hand, has her stuck, hand stuck basically stuck to, her
0: to a piece of gym equipment stuck yeah. to, to Beaker. Yeah. When she, when they did a wide shot, you could see the floorboards though, like where they would have to, where they could peel them up and hide someone down there to do, remember we've seen shots where piggies at the front of the stage standing upright, you mm -hmm. know, and singing a solo or whatever. I thought that was really neat. And then when she at one point gets her feet stuck to the floorboards and her shoes, she she looks like she's on water skis as she's like wandering around. And she gets was, the big tile stuck to her from the back.
1: I, I highly recommend, even if you don't watch the episodes, I really recommend watching this episode.
0: This episode is. It's great. Uh, it's such a standout.
1: It's great. And, and it moves along really quickly, so it's it's I hard to get bored. I think
0: right now, this will be one of the ones that I recommend to people, just the same as I say, like, watch the Rita Moreno episode. Oh, watch yeah. the Elton John episode. Yeah,
1: this one, for sure. This
0: is. I Tops. When she performed this number. I said, you know, I've watched some of Gilda performing on SNL and stuff. I've really gotten a good taste, I think, for her comedy. But watching her perform here, I was like, wow, she really was something special. Yeah, And I think I can see in her where your love for Julie Klausner comes from. Mm -hmm. I think I see a lot of Gilda in Julie Mm -hmm. Klausner also, especially how like Gilda, I think that- you can tell Gilda has the ability to sing quite well. You oh, can she tell definitely because does. she's singing comedically. Oh, here. yeah,
1: she can sing great. And
0: you can't pretend you can't sing if you can't. You know, yeah. if you can't oh, no, actually I sing, I know. And I saw a lot of the way she performed this. I could see Julie. I think. Performing well, this, this is probably why I
1: love Julie Klausner so much is mm-hmm. because of my love for Gilda Radner, and because like Julie just has that funny thing about her. Uh Uh-huh. Like, she's just naturally hilarious.
0: I don't think, I really don't think I ever put the two together until I watched Mm -hmm. this and I said, damn, I could see Julie doing this exactly this way. And it's so funny because
1: I discovered, I told you this, like, I discovered Julie Klausner uh, when she was, like, promoting her book on Ronna and Beverly. Yeah. And I was like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. They're so fucking funny. Yeah. I need to, like, learn about who this person is. And
0: then, like, you went to see her a couple times live and I went with you a handful of those times and... Like, I didn't know her, but by yeah. the time I was done seeing her, I'm like, damn. Like,
1: she's so funny. And then you watch so funny. Difficult People. Yes. And
0: and now I listen to her once a week with Double Threat. Oh, yeah, Threat. Double
1: Threat, and she's hilarious. So Did good. you listen to their recap episode of episode yes. 100? Hilarious. Yes.
0: When they get they to the debrief. point where they literally... Are listening to episode one hundred and talking over themselves, talking. Oh yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> Once
1: they called her Chucky. Oh my god, she was ordering the pizza. She left uh-huh. the podcast. Oh my god, She's and just, then like, t- turned mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so cool. I
1: I love them. They make Me a too. great comedy duo. Yes. I, when they're when they are performing live, whoever's home and can buy tickets. Yes, we I have mean, to get like, them. Yes.
0: <laughs> Without a doubt, I need to go see them Absolutely. perform together live.
1: Hundred percent. So.
0: So at closing, the Muppets are stuck together. They are all stuck to Gilda Radner. Hold
1: it, hold it, too back. Okay, that's just about does it for another regular,
0: nothing out of the ordinary, everything under control, Muppet Show. And uh, somewhere back amongst us is our very special guest star. Uh, she's the one behind the scenery, Miss Gilda Radner! Yay!
1: Thanks, Herman, it's been great. I just can't seem to tear myself away yeah okay uh, well that's all for
0: now we'll see you next time on a muppet show okay everybody bow uh. and after the closing it's revealed that waldorf and statler are stuck to the railing of their box even. <laughs> this was a perfect this, way to end
1: this was a this is what the muppets have been trying to do for two other seasons yes. and they finally got it
0: when they all come out together like literally in like a A big ball of people. And and Gilda's hand is still
1: on her head.
0: Still on her head.
1: Oh my God, And they all
0: take a bow together, like in one unit, and everything. This episode, Megan was so.
1: This episode was top, top, top three even.
0: Nickelodeon cut and shortened several scenes for time. Among them were the backstage scene with the following melodrama: Floyd telling Kermit that Gonzo's eyes were glued to the TV set. Why would you cut that? That sucks. That was one of the funniest bits in this, you know, like little, like little asides, like these yeah. little, like, you know, that just adds so much like flavor and humor. I ultimately really, really loved this episode. And I think I need to go back and try to find like a really prime example of the Muppets on SNL. I want to do some like research and find what like the opinion is of like the best Muppets bits on SNL and see if they're on. I have Peacock and they claim to have every season of SNL. So
1: wait. I have the DVDs and I think there's commentary on those oh, DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, we could wa- we could have like a night where we like watch a couple. We really should. Yeah.
0: Because I'd also love to hear them talking over some of those Muppets. Yeah. To hear about Absolutely. like the turmoil between.
1: Because they're not very good. And I remember when I first got the DVDs in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Thinking like. Okay. These are really slow for Muppets. Episode
0: in the Brian J. Jones book when they say that Belushi hated writing for the Mucking Fuppets. Mm-hmm. I know that I've heard that as, like, yeah, oh, a he says it. Thing I think before. he says
1: it on air. I think
0: I want, yeah, because I know that I had heard that. And previously. It, it,
1: and like I like, look, I, I just want to say a couple things about John Belushi. Mm hmm. One, like, I do think he was funny, and I think that he brought, like, a presence to whatever, but he's one of those people who are just completely overrated for me. Yeah. His energy, his, like, his, like, attitude. Yes. I'm not here for it. No. And it's, like, the only woman he thought was funny was Gilda, Uh which I get it because she's undeniably funny, but, like, I'm sorry, but Jane and Lorraine are are really funny. Yes. Like, really funny. Like, Jane is funny in this, like from and propery mm-hmm. type of way. And then Lorraine is just like out of her fucking mind. I
0: think SNL, more the men get celebrated from SNL, but I think SNL has seen more extremely funny women in its entire run. Yeah. From Jane and Lorraine and Gilda to Tina to Sherry O'Terry. Oh, Sherry
1: O'Terry, yeah. Like, Molly Shannon. Molly
0: Shannon. Um, I mean,. Victoria Jackson oh, before yeah, Victoria. she went crazy, yeah. but she was, was so very funny, in funny in her day. She yes. was
1: so funny in her day. Oh my gosh, you're so Jan right. Hooks. Yes,
0: uh, Nora Dunn. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: oh my god, I was watching
0: this horrible show the other day. I think it's called Home Economics. It keeps starting after I finish something on Hulu. Like I Hulu is play. forcing yeah. me to watch this show. And Nora Dunn showed up on it, and I was like, "Damn, she's like funny on this piece of shit show." You know, like I. I don't know. I don't know why they, like, discredit so many of the women on that. Like, most people are like, oh, Amy and Tina. Like, that's it. But it's not just it's, them. No.
1: There's a whole slew of hilarious... What about... What's her name? Um, Maya Rudolph.
0: Maya Rudolph is incredible on everything she does.
1: Maya Rudolph is so fucking funny. Yep. Holy shit!
0: Yeah, and all of like the modern women right now, Kate McKinnon. Oh God, Kate AD McKinnon. Bryant, Wait, Cecily how Strong. are we forgetting?
1: How are we forgetting my fave? Um, what's Kristen her-
0: Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Yeah.
1: I love Wiig.
0: Yeah, there's all these generations. I like cried
1: when she wasn't going to be on SNL anymore. I was like, uh-huh. remember they saw her off and they gave her like the dance. That's one off? of my
0: favorite. I cry. I literally could cry thinking because about that, because
1: Kristen Wiig is another one who's like a Gilda, who's and- just like.
0: The way they did that also, that in her era of time there, the Arcade Fire played a lot. Mm-hmm. And to have the Arcade Fire be one of the bands that like saw her off also. Like everything about that episode, all the moving parts of it were perfect.
1: Kristen Wiig is like a one of a kind gem. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I I can't explain her energy to me. Yeah. it's just terrific. Yeah. I love her.
0: I was remembering watching the movie Welcome to M- Me the other day. Have you seen that?
1: I don't. Think I have.
0: It's about Kristen Wiig plays a woman who's like severely mentally unwell. I know this one, and she buys a television, a home shopping network. I love
1: it. I love this. I love that movie. It's
0: super weird. It is
1: weird, but it's like a dark comedy.
0: And it's like it gets to you get to see her play something different, Mm -hmm. something that's not like this. She's so versatile.
1: She can do anything. Yeah, she can literally do anything. And then you watch that, like Barb and Star go to Vistalove. I still
0: haven't seen that and yet.
1: That movie is truly ridiculous and hilarious. It
0: looks like a Muppet movie that stars humans.
1: It is basically, <laughs> like- but like she's like one of like she can put out a dumb ass movie that is kind of like a dumb ass movie that like like that's more browy, I guess, but uh-huh. it's not as like stupid. It's like just sillier. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like there's no dick and fart it. jokes. It's just funny. And silly and hilarious. It's more. You know what it reminds me more of? It reminds me more of like French and Saunders. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, I tittin' that. about as they say. Uh-huh. Like it's like her and her comedy buddies are just tittin' about. Uh
0: huh.
1: It's hilarious. Love it. I love it too. So
0: next week we're gonna be watching episode three hundred five, Pearl Bailey.
1: I love funny women. If I think about it, like I am literally obsessed with funny women. Like ABFAB for me. Uh-huh. That whole crew plus Don French.
0: Well, it looks like we have another one next week.
1: Yeah, who who is it?
0: So, Pearl Bailey is our guest.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Let's see. We'll do some spoilers.
1: I like the name Pearl.
0: Bailey first made her mark in vaudeville and then turned to Broadway, debuting in St. Louis Woman in 1946. Years later, she would perform the title role in an all-black version of Hello, Dolly.
1: Nice. That's pretty cool. That's great.
0: So, here's the premise to the Pearl Bailey episode. Floyd is unhappy with the closing number, the jousting scene from Camelot, in which he has to play a knight, complete with heavy armor. The number also includes the mysterious Black Knight, whose identity might be revealed by his distinctive (laughs) hooked nose.
1: Uh, Oh, it's Gonzo.
0: At the last minute, they find that they can't afford the rights to Camelot's music, so they substitute the tunes from West Side Story, Annie Annie Get Your Gun, and Hello Dolly. Not to mention My Fair Lady. So it looks like we're going to have like a uh, pretty, like a Broadway medley.
1: And then what's the next one after that?
0: Our next episode after that. Let's go into real spoilers. Now. Yeah, we have to so do next two Next week in we're a watching row. Pearl Bailey. And the week after that we'll be watching the Jean Stapleton episode. So we have two back-to-back funny women coming up. Jean Stapleton, of course, famously played Edith on All in the Family.
1: I love her. Yes, just her voice alone reminds me of George Costanza's mom's She's going to kill it.
0: I see here what looks to be a talk spot where she's sandwiched between Sam the Eagle and the Swedish chef. So I'm sure that's going to be okay For this episode, fun. I might
1: have to ask you to play the clip from Seinfeld of the George's mom doll. George's
0: mom with the doll. <laughs> so join us next week as we watch the Pearl Bailey episode of The Muppet Show. Follow us on social media at ITTWTM. And uh,
1: message us, hang out with us, be friends with us. And until next time, thanks for the gumball, Dougie. <laughs>